One possible solution to the Syrian crisis that diplomats have been discussing is the so-called Yemen model. That country's longtime dictator, Ali Abdullah Saleh, agreed to step down in February and hand power over to his vice president, Abed Rabo Mansour Hadi. Saleh's resignation came after months of massive protests and violence in Yemen, but in the end, the negotiated solution was relatively peaceful. Jamal Ben-Omar helped broker that transition. He's the U.N. Secretary General's special advisor on Yemen. Mr. Ben-Omar, how did you convince Ali Abdullah Saleh, the most powerful man in Yemen, to step aside? Look, I was the mediator in this conflict, and I managed to bring the parties together, and it ended with an agreement on a detailed roadmap you know, for a peaceful transition. But uh, first, um, uh, both sides you know, started to see that um, they cannot win militarily, you know, this fight. And um, that's what enabled us to start to talk to both sides about the need first to have a direct face-to-face dialogue in November. And that was against um, some very interesting background. You know, it was in October, the Security Council unanimously adopted the resolution on Yemen. There was consensus. Basically, the international community started to see that the deterioration of security in Yemen will have serious implications in terms of peace and security in the region. Um, I think the fact that the international community spoke with one voice, the fact that there was an impartial mediation, which is the United Nations, and with a clear line, which is implementing the Security Council resolution, that's what helped. I've got to say, some of the details you mention in your narrative of Yemen are very similar to what we've seen in the past year in Syria. However, the cost of the conflict in Syria right now is already very high. Do you think the Yemen model could work in Syria? And if not, why not? What's different? We are talking about two different situations. One, um, I have to underline that in Yemen, you know, there was a lot of politics and the history of political life. There was a, a real opposition operating in parliament. Outside of parliament, you know, there was a, a very active civil society, which is very different, you know, from Syria. The uh, second big difference here is that both sides came to realize that they cannot win. They cannot win through military means. And in Yemen, you know, the one thing that's been very helpful also is the personality of the vice president at the time, who's currently the president. You know, he was from day one the consensus candidate. Let's talk a moment about what's happened in Yemen since uh, Saleh has departed. Um, The new president, uh, Abid Rabo Mansour Hadi, gets passing grades from Yemeni human rights activist and Nobel laureate. Tawako Karman, whom we'll hear from in a moment. But she and many others want Hadi to remove former President Saleh's friends and family members from top jobs in the military and security. How is that going? First, security sector reform is on the agenda of this transition. It was part of the deal. The new president already um, appointed a new head of the Air Force. Uh, It led to a reaction and uh, it needed our intervention. But the half-brother of President Saleh was removed and moved to another post. Also, other uh, nephews of President Saleh have moved now from their position. What the president is trying to do is to make sure that the Yemeni army will reflect you know, the composition of Yemeni society uh, and not have just one group or clan uh, have the monopoly over the security forces. Uh, Mr. Ben-Omar, we have heard about Mr. Saleh's son, Ahmed, who heads the Republican Guard Forces in Yemen, and Mr. Saleh's nephew, Yahya, who commands the paramilitary Central Security Forces. I mean, we know who they are. Why does the U.N. draft resolution not name names? 
the uh, resolution basically covered a wide range of um, action that could undermine the government and this transition. And it talks about the implementation of presidential decrees that are being challenged by a number of military officers, quite a number. You know, it talks about the continuing attacks, constant attacks on oil and gas and electricity infrastructure. In fact, this costs the government something in the region of $250 million. Uh, dollars a month, uh, something that would be in the region of $3 billion a year uh, for a very poor country, the poorest country in the Arab world. This is very serious. So it's the combination of all these actions that undermine the government that the resolution tries to uh, address. So obstruction of the implementation of the transition, and it is in these contexts that discussions are even um, underway you know, to include language that will imply further measures including under Article 41 of the UN Charter if these actions uh, continue. The clear message from the Security Council is that, one, the Council speaks with one voice. The Security Council wants a peaceful transition. The Security Council wants this model for peaceful change to work. And uh, it is in this context that the Security Council is prepared mm. to take further measures. Jamal Ben-Omar is the UN Secretary General Special Advisor on Yemen. Good luck and thank you for speaking with us, Mr. Ben-Omar. Thank you.